what can you do with yoga when your body can't move? When, whether you've had surgery or you injured something or something in your body isn't working right, how can you still use yoga? How can you use the breath? How can you use the mindfulness? I am Morgan Sevney, owner of Prospect Heights Yoga and your What Yogis Know host. Join me as I interview yoga instructors with knowledge and wisdom to share that reaches far beyond the mat. If you're looking for a little motivation to apply to your own life or to share with those around you, What Yogis Know is for you. I'm here on this episode with Daniela Sadel. And Daniela, welcome. Thank you so much for, for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. How did you first start practicing yoga? And and then how did that lead into becoming a yoga instructor? So I found yoga many years ago. I was having a lot of back pain, a lot of pain really all over my body. And I, I didn't know what to do. I was really young. I was like 15. And doctors were like, and like it just it hurts like I don't know what to tell you so that was that was pretty disappointing and I think it was a friend of my mom's was like do yoga I'd been a dancer my whole life ballet primarily and I loved dancing but it was painful it was still quite painful so I I took a yoga class I didn't like it but then I continued taking it and I, I took it with this woman a Colombian woman in Miami where I grew up and she really took her time with me. It was very much a Hatha yoga style, took her time teaching me the breath and I, I started to like it. And then for years I was kind of back and forth into yoga, not into yoga. So that's kind of how I came to it. That's the, that was my first discovery of it. Then in college, I, I went to school in Boston and I would go to this incredible studio called Down Under Yoga, which was started by a lot of people who trained or worked at or taught at yoga works in California. And they, I guess they all went to Boston and there are these master teachers and they were there. And I didn't even know at the time, I didn't know what a master teacher yogi was. I just went there and I loved it. I just remembered loving it. And then I went to LA for a summer, did some more yoga there, but still it was kind of an on and off practice. I wasn't doing a home practice every day. I was kind of dabbling. And then after I graduated college, I, <laughs> so this is a funny story how I became a yoga teacher. I, I, was, I was dating this guy who had just had surgery on his knee because of a yoga injury. And he was like an Ashtanga yogi. He would practice every day and then he got this injury. And when we started dating, it was right after his injury. So he was recovering, but I was going to a lot of classes at the time and we'd have a lot of conversations about yoga and about you know what can you do with yoga when your your body can't move when you know whether you've had surgery or you injured something or something in your body isn't working right how can you still use yoga how can you use the breath how can you use the mindfulness Anyway, we broke up and it was a terrible breakup for me. It was very, very sad <laughs> for a long time. And the one thing that kept me sane was yoga. And I don't know if it was because we'd had all these conversations and you know, yoga slowly started becoming a really important part of my life or because it was just the only time when I could 
stop crying <laughs> from the breakup. You know, I don't know what it was exactly, but in a way I'm so thankful to him, you know, for, for having gone through this really. I'm, I'm thankful for having gone through this kind of sad time because it really led me to, to practice every day, to go to class every day. And the more and more I went, the more and more kind of the pain of that relationship ending began to float away. And the more I became in touch with myself and the things I love about me and I love about my own breath and my own body. So that's, that's really how my interest in yoga grew. And then when I moved to New York a few years ago, or a year and a half ago, really, I decided that I wanted to learn more. So I joined the Yoga Works teacher training program here. And I had an incredible teacher named Duval Samborski. And yeah, now I've kind of, it's a huge part of my life, the practice and, and now teaching as well, which, which I love to do. That's so remarkable. That's a really cool story. What I, part of what I really heard through that is that yoga is super, well, one, there's, there's two things I heard. One, that, that yoga is super healing, which I think is sort of many people find that. But for you, especially like starting out as a 15 year old and going because you had bodily pain and then ending up later on going back to it to get rid of emotional pain it's just like this super healing experience that's so cool and then the second thing i heard which i thought was really remarkable is that you were taking yoga as more of you know a lot of people think of yoga as just a physical practice whereas having discussions about it as sort of a, a almost like a mental practice or you know in making it less about say like a vinyasa like making it less about those specific movements and more about the breathing and stuff like that I think that's really interesting yeah yeah I mean it's it's interesting it's it's the kind of thing like you said that you can really go back to whether it's for a specific reason that you know you know something is wrong whether it's it's a uh, physical or emotional or otherwise. I think every time that I step away from the mat for a little while and then come back, I'm like, oh, this is why, <laughs> this is why I need it. And I've, I've also, you know, in terms of the difference between the physical and the, the physical practice and the more mental, emotional, not deeper practice, that's not really the word, but the more, the practice that's not only focused on the physical, for me has become super important because for a time I was practicing every day going to, you know, sweaty vinyasa classes and treating yoga as my workout. And eventually I sort of, I, eventually I, I had to have surgery on my wrist, not because of the yoga, but it, I had a cyst in the joint and the doctor said, you know, like, you don't have to have surgery, like not a life or death situation. And I was like, yeah, but you know, I, I can't do a downward dog. <laughs> or a plank, or much less a chaturanga. So like, I need to get this out of my wrist because it was really, it was hindering my practice. And I had surgery on my wrist. And for a long time, I, I wasn't, this was, this was just in October. And for a while, I wasn't able to, to do that practice. And I realized I need to separate my workout from my yoga practice. 
because I'm not, in a way, I'm doing a disservice to my body and to my mind. I'm pushing my body perhaps too much in a practice that for me is, is really about something else. It's not about being toned and being, you know, I mean, it, it, it will tone you, it will make you look good for sure because it's, it's a physical activity, but kind of taking that end goal of it out, like the workout goal of it out and making it something else. So now I'll go running or go to the gym or whatever and then also practice my yoga for my <laughs> for my own sanity. That's really interesting. I love that taking the goal out of it and just doing it for the sake of doing it. That sounds really cool. <laughs> it's fun to do a lot of things in life like that, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. So then you start teaching. Are are you doing other things like simultaneously? Like did you were you so you said you went to school in Boston? And then what were you, you were studying, you weren't studying yoga at school, I'm guessing you were studying something else and doing something like a sort of parallel path. And did the, did those paths affect each other or was it sort of just like very separate? Oh my God, absolutely. So I studied, I studied film in college and English lit, but I was very, very involved in theater in college. So after I graduated, I moved home to Miami for a bit. I worked at a theater there. I assisted a couple of directors and I, it, it all happened at the same time, the finding the yoga, breaking up, da da da, and realizing that I've always wanted to act, that that's, that's what I want to do, act and direct. So I applied to a, an acting studio here in New York and I was accepted and I just moved to New York. I didn't really, I mean, I knew a couple of people, you know, from college or, or whatever, different parts of my life who were in New York. I didn't have a, much of a plan except that I was going to go back to school and study acting. And I was doing my teacher training along with my acting studies. And I'm, I'm still in school. I'm, in, I'm finishing this year. And both have just been so transformative, both the yoga and the acting, and so complementary. Whether it's the breath in, you know, in a movement class or in a voice and speech class, how to activate the breath, how to expand the lungs to, to let the voice come out and doing that in yoga. And then now in teaching, how can I be clear with my voice? How can I be clear with my diction to allow my students to follow the voice? In, you know, I'm the, the studio that I'm at, it's a... The technique is called the Meisner technique. The school is called the William Esper Studio. So William Esper developed the, the Meisner technique a little further. But really at the core of that is letting things happen to you, letting, letting your scene partner affect you, letting the things around you affect you, and then responding to them. And to me, that's just, I mean, that's, that, to me, that's yoga. It's letting the breath come in and then letting the breath release kind of like finding the waves in, in the yoga, allowing it to flow. And then one thing that, that really has kind of been like my, one of the things that I've, I've learned the most is this idea of freedom and form. That's what it is, freedom and form. And the idea that in, in acting, in my school, for example, we're learning this technique that is so specific. You learn, you spend the first year learning all the basics, 
of, of the technique in order to truly freely respond, to truly freely be able to, to access the emotions you need, the, the connection, the empathy, all of this comes through this very specific technique that just frees you. It re and it's, it's fascinating. I mean, I've seen peers of mine who came in were so blocked emotionally or physically even. And through this technique, through really following it, they found a lot of freedom. For me, I think I was overly, you know, emotional and loose and free. And this technique has sort of grounded me a little more. And similarly in yoga, I think the asanas, the poses are, are the form. And by understanding that form, by understanding the alignment, understanding not necessarily why the poses need to be the way they are, but, but just doing it, doing it. The freedom comes out, the freedom of movement, the freedom of breath, the freedom of experience. So to me, it's, it's those, those two things are just parallel lines. Absolutely. Yay, that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they really go quite well together uh, in the movements, in the the focus of it. That's really fantastic. And I'm so happy for you that you have found this passion for like these two things that sort of complement each other. That is absolutely remarkable. People look for that sometimes their entire lives. And, you know, that's really, really fantastic that you have that. That's so cool. I feel really, really lucky to, to find that. I have found that and, and, and to know too, I mean, and through, through the, the, my, my yoga studies, you know, just learning that again, like there's no end goal, but it's, it's the practice coming back to the mat, coming back to what's calling you. That's, that's important. Yeah. And it's funny. I just, I just remember something that my, my teacher trainer said to me, <laughs> just thinking about about this idea of how coming into acting school, I was emotional all over the place, and then needing this grounding. This idea of uh, of of sweetness and strength and stability, and finding that balance. And for me, oftentimes in my yoga practice, I'm very flowy. Very, you know, I'm not a, a naturally strong person. I'm <laughs> naturally more. I'm, I'm naturally softer. And so, oftentimes, my practice is very rooted in the breath. Is very rooted in the stillness and the softness and remembering that that's great but it's the balance of the two it's the balance of the sweetness and the balance of the strength and joining them together and and similarly in acting it's the balance of the emotion and the balance of the of the technique and putting them together so working constantly working to find that that balance yeah that totally makes sense in life right in you know acting in yoga in in life finding that balance that's so neat absolutely <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> and then so you're are you still in school you're still in school right now and when you teach yoga if I came to a class with you what sort of lessons do you try to impart to the people coming to your class if any Sure. So one of the things that I've, I've liked in classes or I found really important throughout my training is proper alignment. Lately, it feels a bit of like a taboo word, the word alignment, because it, 
feels like it means that you can only do things one way. <laughs> but the idea of listening to your body and doing the best thing for your body, uh, not giving into your habits necessarily, but finding openness and the best, the best way to, to stack your bones, kind of. So for me, that's, that's a very, very, very important part of my, of teaching. Just because I've suffered so many injuries that, you know, I need, I need to know that my students are, are safe, first of all, in their physical practice. And from there, that's kind of the form part of it. I really love to find the freedom, which is how can I help students connect to their breath? connect to perhaps an intention, energy. So it's, re again, striking that balance between, between form and freedom, between alignment. I'm doing quotations. I know you can't hear them over, over the airwaves, but I'm doing them. And, uh, and flow, if you will. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a sweaty vinyasa class where you're going to find tons of inversions and that's not my style of teaching i love inversions so i do i do bring them in but in a very safe way that's my kind of number one um and really teaching so that hopefully students can go home and, and have their own home practice and do it safely and, and follow their their body knowing that they're not going to injure themselves because i, I find that i'll go to some classes and i've I'm a teacher <laughs> and I get scared. <laughs> I get scared. People are going upside down, but then their, their wrists look like they're about to crack. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> so, so for me, that's very important. Another thing that, that also relates back to what I'm doing outside of, of yoga is I, I really like to pay attention to my students. So instead of necessarily showing every pose, and I do I do demonstrate a bit. How can I use my words to guide students? I was directing a piece and we had a, another director come and she gave me some feedback and she, she knew that I had just had surgery on my wrist and that I wasn't able to, to demonstrate in class because had a, <laughs> I had a sling and a cast. She asked me how, how I was teaching yoga without hand and I said honestly I think I've become a better yoga teacher because I can't just rely on showing the poses I have to, I have to really understand what it is that the poses are and be able to articulate that and she said that's what you need to do in directing too instead because I'm such an actor that I want to show the actors you know how to do it but instead of doing that what would be more beneficial to the actors just like I think could be more beneficial to students in yoga is to Walk them through it with, with words, with images, whatever it is that is helpful to those students or to those actors. That's fantastic. That makes so much sense. First of all, the alignment part, I've actually never had anyone say to me ever before that alignment can be different for different people. And that 100% makes sense because we all have different bodies and we move in different ways. And yeah, I never thought of it like that. When the students have the opportunity to focus on you and you're being so articulate, that must be a really great experience for them. Yeah, it's interesting because I find 
when I started my own practice at home, I found that I really, not that it's a, a service or disservice, but I really, I really latched on to the teacher's voice in class. And at home, I was like, oh, like I need to move to the next pose or like I need, you know. And so what I started, and I, I specifically noticed this in, in like a simple twist where I love, I love simple twists. And in, in class, sometimes it feels like we're there forever. Or, or even in a pose that is more uncomfortable for my body, like a, like a pigeon, for example. I'm like, I need to get out of this when I'm in class. But the teacher guides us through the breath, and it's another breath and another breath. So whether it's one I like or I don't like, at home, I noticed I was kind of just moving through them pretty quickly. <laughs> and then what I started doing was talking to myself, just like in my room, whispering, saying, breathe, breathe. And then slowly that kind of went into my head voice and then it just became the breath. But it's this idea of you are your own best teacher and it's nice to have guidance, whether it's from the outside or from the inside. But sometimes from the outside, it gives you more permission to be an outside voice, a teacher, which I think is why we go to classes, gives you the permission to just do it. Whereas at home, like, oh, like I need to go do a million things and maybe I should just move quickly. But in a class, you're there for an hour, an hour, 15 minutes, an hour, 30 minutes, and that's the time. So I don't know, <laughs> I guess this is really just about how can you bring the class home yourself? Yeah, in a way, it's just a very... Uh, it's like the most simplistic form of manifestation, right? A, a manifestation of word, right? We're all little creators. <laughs> yes, for sure. And I, I went, by the way, on your website, which is beautiful, super cool. And when I was on there, I was reading the about you section that said you grew up in Venezuela, uh, Israel, and, and the United States in Miami. Yeah. Having grown up in so many different places, do you think that's given you, or, or maybe not, any sort of different perspective that you've brought to your yoga practice, or, you know, maybe it's just the life in general? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely shaped who I am. I think just in the way that someone who's grown up in the same town their whole life shapes who they are without judgment on whether it's good or bad, but it's definitely moving around so much as, as a kid and, and even as an adult has, has very much shaped, shaped me. And, and I think in terms of yoga, it's, it's kind of this idea of flowing, of it's okay, and that there are constants too. It's two things. One is, I don't know, when I was, so I, I moved from Venezuela to Miami first when I was nine, and then from Miami to Tel Aviv when I was 16. So both kind of important times in, in development. Uh, one was I was going into like second grade and the other one I was going into 11th grade. And I remember being really excited both times. You know, whereas my friends were like, are you crazy? You're moving junior year of high school. You don't know anyone in that country. <laughs> like I'd be so upset. And I was like, you know what? Like it's, I don't know, I'm excited. It's, it's a new opportunity. And, and I think having moved when I was so little gave me that perspective of change is nice. I, I like change. I like kind of a, a new start, um, a new point of view, a new outlook. And at the same time, I think what has kept me grounded through all of this kind of <laughs> movement, literal movement, 
has been the constants in my life, which I'm so thankful for. So my, my family is super important to me and even myself and coming to know myself even through so much change and the friends that I've had throughout. And in terms of yoga, it's something that you can literally take with you anywhere. I mean, now when I travel, I bring my mat wherever I go. And no matter where I am, I, I have that. Even through the chaos of <laughs> one time, I remember I had a flight from, I was, I was in Tel Aviv, it was like two summers ago. My flight to New York was canceled. The next flight out was to Boston. And then I had like a five hour layover there and then I could go to New York. And I took what was like a 12 hour flight to Boston and it was daytime. And I said, I had my mat with me. I checked my bags in for the New York flight. I went out into town, my like old college town. I went to my favorite yoga studio. I took a class <laughs> after this super long flight. I had lunch at my favorite cafe, and then I got back on the plane. And that moment was so interesting because it was, wow, amid all this chaos of flight and travel and movement, I'm okay. And it was, it was literally yoga that kind of kept me grounded. Yeah. That's such a cool story. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for sharing all of that and for taking the time to be here and, and hang out with me for a little while. Like, it really means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So exciting. If people want to find you, are you doing any acting projects right now where they can come see you in person? Yes. I am actually in a show that closes this Sunday, February 10th. Um, but it's at Here Art Center in Soho. And it's called Between the Threads, uh, a theater piece that my other four actors in my ensemble and myself and our director wrote and created. There's a live violinist who accompanies us throughout the piece. So come see that between the threads at here art center. <laughs> and that's it for now in terms of my live shows. Ooh, I'm sure there will be more. And if they want to follow up, if they don't make the one on February 10th and they want to follow up with you, they can go to your website right? Which is? It's my name, DanielaSadel.com. And I have all of my upcoming projects listed on there. Do you have social media as well that they can follow you on? Yeah, I have an Instagram. It's at DaniSadel, D-A-N-I-S-E-I-D-L. That's my Instagram. That's really all the social media I have. <laughs> Nice. And I actually have some cousins listening in Boston. What's the name of your favorite studio? My favorite studio is Down Under Yoga. It's on Beacon Street. In, it's like Beacon Street and Carlton. And it's cool. <laughs> Daniela, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Morgan. So good to talk to you. Yeah. After we wrapped up the interview, Daniela had one last thing to share about getting over the fear holding her back from taking her yoga teacher training. I have to say this. So I obviously had a big, big fear of like, should I do my teacher training? Should I not? Like, am I qualified? Am I not? Blah, blah, blah. And the first time that I went to Prospect Heights Yoga, 
It was like, I think it was me and, and one or two other people in the class. It was a very small class and it was great. And at the end of the class, I remember I, I stayed and I talked to the teacher and I asked her how long she'd been teaching yoga. And she said, oh, I got my teacher training in June. Or like, I finished my teacher training in June. And I was like, really? And like, how long were you practicing before that? She's like, oh, I don't know, like a few years. And I was like, and you just you just did your teacher training? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, she's like, why are you interested in doing teacher training? And I was like, yeah. She's like, then just do it. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. She's like, yeah, I know I'm right. Just, just do your teacher training. And then I did my teacher training, thanks to a teacher at Prospect Heights Yoga. Yay. <laughs> I looked up the class that Daniela took and it was taught by Patricia Ngoyen. If you've enjoyed this episode, maybe you learned something new or found some inspiration, please leave a review for What Yogis Know and share us with a friend.